I'm so glad that you've joined me today, and I've got a, a very particular story I'd like to share with the audience. I don't know if I've ever actually shared this story before, and it begins this way. Does anyone know that fire is really, really hot? I remember this one time, I was an eight-year-old kid, and it was a snowy day, and well, I'd gone over to my friend Tyler's house to play outside. We were you know, going to have a great time together. In fact, we had several kids from the neighborhood show up, and we were going to have this huge snowball fight. You know, you can imagine, right? Now, we played for several hours, and you know, we had a lot of fun. I came inside his house, and they had this huge wood-burning stove. My hands were so cold. My gloves were so wet from playing in the snow. And guess what? So I figured, hey, I'm, you know, eight years old, whatever. And I, and I thought it'd be a good idea to do this. I thought, hey, there's a stove and it's looking pretty warm inside. Maybe if I could just get my hands next to it and warm up because I am chilled to the bone. And so I was trying to warm up those hands. I got very close, probably a little too close because I actually touched that iron fireplace with my plastic cotton insulated gloves and can I tell you that the story didn't quite go as well as I would expect from that point forward in fact as soon as I realized what I had done I quickly moved my hands away from that stove realizing it was such a bad idea because here's what I saw I had literally burnt the red plastic off my gloves, leaving fingerprints on that black fireplace. You could see the white cotton material from my gloves. There were holes in my gloves. My trial by fire didn't end too well for those red gloves. You know that fire is the best way to purify gold? If I wanted to burn away impurities and mold it, the refiner's fire, in fact, is the best way for this to occur. When all the impurities are gone, what you have left is 24 karat gold, what is considered the most valuable grade. Here's what I want us to know today. We don't need to fear the fire. That's because the great refiner carefully watches the process. In fact, the Lord is watching so closely that he keeps track of the exact number of hairs on our head. God's children are extremely valuable to him, and we can trust him to refine our hearts as pure gold. Amen. So right now, even though we might be in the midst of chaos and uncertainty. This is the time to purpose in our heart that we will stand in the fire. In fact, we will trust God no matter what we face in our world. No matter how much the heat gets cranked up all around us in our world and even around us in our community today. I'd like to believe that God is with us, and I know he is. God is for you today. I know he is. Therefore, we can place our trust in him. I'd like to take a look to the Old Testament, to some young men. These individuals, they stood for God when everybody else forsook him. 
God's chosen nation of Israel had turned their backs on the relationship with the Lord. And now an entire nation was held in captivity, slaves under foreign rule. In 586 B.C., the Babylonian army rolled into Jerusalem. Jerusalem was conquered. The temple of Solomon was leveled. The best and the brightest of the Jews were carted off for 70 years of captivity. It's against this backdrop. Three young men, ages about 15 to 20 years of age, made an impact on an entire world, and and we even preach about them and speak about them today. These young men were brought into the royal court to be trained to serve the king, King Nebuchadnezzar. They were stripped of their Hebrew names and given Babylonian names. This was done so that they would, in fact, forget their true identity and totally assimilate into the Babylonian culture. In that regard, wasn't that different? And really, isn't that different from the onslaught Christian young people actually face today? Christian young people are called upon by the world around us to forsake the God of the Bible, to go along with the sin of this world. But they never forgot who they were and whose they were. These three three Hebrew children, they never forgot who they were nor whose they were. In Daniel chapter 2, they prayed with Daniel for an interpretation of the king's dream. During this time, Daniel's interpretation, in fact, brought glory to God, brought glory to Jehovah God. Because God answered the prayer, the king promoted Daniel in the land. And these three young Hebrews, they also were promoted to positions of prominence in the kingdom. And so let's turn our attention to the third chapter of Daniel to learn more about their story. Daniel chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. King Nebuchadnezzar built a gold statue, 90 feet high, 9 feet thick. He set it up on the Dura Plain in the province of Babylon. Then he ordered all the important leaders in the province, especially everybody who was anybody, to the dedication ceremony of the statue. They all came for the dedication, all the important people, and took their place before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had erected. A herald then proclaimed with a loud voice, Attention, everyone, every race, color, and creed, listen. When you hear the band strike up all the trumpets and trombones, the tubas and the baritones, the drums and the cymbals, fall to your knees. Worship the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Anyone who does not kneel and worship shall be thrown immediately into a roaring furnace. I'd like to preach this thought here today. Stand trial by fire. Amen. If we are going to be the people of God in the midst of all that's going on today, we must be willing to stand for the Lord and be willing to understand that there potentially could be the trial by fire. In our passage, Nebuchadnezzar, built this 90-foot-tall idol, about eight stories tall, and he commands everybody to bow down to it and worship when they hear the music. Refusal would, would result in an individual being thrown alive into a blazing furnace. 
the king then, he receives word. Hey, there are these three young lads, these three Hebrew children, and they refuse to bow down. They refuse to bow down and worship. And from this story, we can learn so much about what it means to be faithful in the face of opposition. First of all, we learn how to stand firm because of the compromise they refused. These three individuals refused to compromise their convictions. Imagine Nebuchadnezzar's surprise when he ordered these men to be brought to him. He recognized that, hey, these were the Jews that were just brought and recently, in fact, honored. He was prepared to give them the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps they didn't, you know, hear what was going on, didn't quite understand the instructions. He assumed it wasn't some deliberate you know, attempt to defy him. So he offers these three guys another opportunity to bow, just like everybody else, you know. Look, everybody else, we're all in captivity here, you Jews. I mean, why don't we just go ahead, you know, why don't you just humor the king? Just go with the flow. The king was thinking, hey, just would you just humor me? Would you just kind of, you know, go ahead with whatever's happening so that we can just go on and move on? And so he offered them this second opportunity. Surely these three guys would not be ungrateful to the man who just promoted them, publicly opposed him after he'd shown all this kindness to these three Hebrew lads. No one would have blamed them. I mean, hey, You know their hearts, God, right? I mean, we're just going to bow down, go with the flow. But that was not what was inside their minds or hearts on that day. It was Charles Spurgeon that says, character is who you are in the dark. Character is who you are in the dark. Think about it. They were powerless youth trapped in a hostile foreign country confronted by the most powerful man on earth, and he threatened a fiery death unless they performed this simple task of bowing down to this statue. I'm wondering, what would you have done? Well, let's face it, what would I have done if that were me in that moment? Their response is perhaps the greatest example of faith and courage that we see in Scripture. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16 reads, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, but if not, Let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. In other words, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused to bow down to this image. They refused to renounce God and his commands. They refused to follow the crowd. They were determined to stand and be faithful to the Lord at all costs. They would be 
They could, you know, they, they could have rationalized, right? Well, look, it's just a pile of rock and metal. It's not really a God. So bowing down to this image, it might be a technicality, but you know what? It's going to save our lives. It's not such a, a bad thing. This totally makes sense. If they had done that, their testimony and all they claim to stand for would be gone. They could have compromised. But compromise to sin always leads to more compromise and even more compromise. It makes me think of the saying I've shared before that sin takes you farther than you want to go. It keeps you longer than you want to stay. And it costs you more than you want to pay. Folks, there's a fine line in navigating our world today. Part of the problem of the mess we live in right now is that people just can't get along. If you don't see it my way, I can't even have a civil conversation with you. That's the huge problem that has resulted in our nation being so polarized. We've got to love across party lines and treat everybody as the child of God, a person created in the image of God because that's who they are. Jesus Christ died for every individual. It doesn't matter what party we are a part of. It doesn't matter where we are, our status or stature in life. God loves us and he paid the price. Jesus paid the price on Calvary so that we might have life and have life abundantly. Amen. But there's a huge difference between getting along and going along to get along, all right? What do I mean? Well, I mean that you better figure out what the main thing is and don't waver on what the main thing is. When the world comes along and tries to lure us into false doctrine, into believing that the Bible is some outdated book and that we can't really live what it preaches, you better know you can't compromise and go along with that. We can be kind, we can be loving in this conversation, but we better not bow down to the idols in this world, amen? Today is the day that we declare in our hearts and to the world that we will not compromise. We're going to follow the Lord. We're gonna stand for truth. We're going to stand for righteousness, even if nobody else does. No matter what others do, we will stand for the Lord and follow his path for our lives. Amen. Amen. And amen. We can follow the example of compromise that these young men refused. They refused to compromise. And we can also see the confidence that they possessed. There was a confidence about them and they were confident in who they were as children of the king. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they valued their relationship with God more than threats of flame or of kings. They knew that no matter what faithfulness to God, that, my friend, that was the right choice. When we're up against the wall, we must remember what God has in fact done for us. The Lord has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We serve an amazing God, and Jesus Christ is his name. He is on our side today. Look to the times, to the miracle moments where God has worked the miraculous in your life, and I dare say those are the things that we must 
hold on to. With unwavering trust, they cried, our God can deliver. But if not, God can deliver. If that's his will, he will deliver us, but he may not. We know today that God is able to serve. We know that we serve a healing God today. He's able to hear and answer the prayers of his people. He's able to deliver us from temptation. But we also have a God that may choose not to deliver us on this earth. Folks, here's the bottom line where we are. The world is going and going to get darker and darker before the Lord's return. The church may face some tough times in the days ahead, but the church is promised to be part of a mighty end time revival today. The church has promised to do that. I believe that the sanctuary has been promised to be part of a revival that will exceed anything that we know about today. The sanctuary has been promised to be part of a mighty end time revival and we claim it and we believe it today in Jesus name. Our faith must rest in the will of the Lord and not what we want God to do. Regardless of what he does or does not do on this side of heaven, we must have the confidence to know that God is in control. For these young men, they were going to serve God in the good times and they were going to serve the Lord in the bad times. They would not allow their circumstances to dictate how they would live for the Lord. The steadfast refusal of the young men made the king furious and he commanded the fiery furnace to be heated seven times hotter than it normally was. In fact, the flames were so hot that it actually killed the guys who were tossing these three guys into the flames. Daniel chapter 3 and 22. Because the king's command was urgent, the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you want an example of God's protection, God's favor, Keep on reading. These three young men were in the fire, but they were not alone, for the Lord was with them. Nebuchadnezzar, he was filled with amazement. He could hardly believe what he saw. He'd expected their bodies to be incinerated within seconds. But to his astonishment, in the middle of these blazing flames, there they were, just simply walking around. The fire couldn't hurt them. Daniel chapter 3, 22 continues, therefore because the king's command was urgent, the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. At that moment, I would have loved 
to have seen the face of the king and all of the court that was around the fiery furnace that day. These flames were so hot. I mean, they burned up the people who threw these three guys into it. But it's suddenly these three men that were bound up. Now there's four men walking around. They're walking around free. If the Bible says it, believe it. This isn't some fairy tale, just a nice story to tell your kids at bedtime. God's miraculously doing a work and in fact miraculously delivered these three young men who was who were in the fiery furnace. And in fact, the word of God declares that he's actually walking with them in the fire. We know that God is omnipresent today. He's everywhere at all times. We know that when we take a stand for the Lord, we don't do it alone. In fact, God will be with us in the middle of our fiery furnace today, in the middle of our faith moment today, because with God, all things are possible. God's presence makes faith possible. Whatever we are facing, even right now, we serve a God who is greater than the fiery furnace. He's greater than the pressures and the stressors around our life right now. He is on the throne of the universe. Amen. These three young men, they didn't compromise. They had great confidence in God. And all this resulted in the confession they these individuals witnessed an amazing confession following the events of that moment. The king who threw them in the fire realized that these three guys, they were serving the king of kings. Nebuchadnezzar declared these young men servants of the most high God. They emerged from the fire completely unscathed. Not a hair had been singed, not even the smell of fire on their clothes. Now look, I've been to some bonfires recently and I know what, as soon as you get a little close to those flames, you're smelling that stuff all over your clothes. The Bible shares that they didn't even have the smell of smoke on their clothes. Don't you think that left a pretty amazing impression upon King Nebuchadnezzar. Let's read about it. Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. Their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Praise God. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Folks, when you stand for God, God will be the one that will receive the glory. Amen. There they were, a true act of faith. And in the midst of their faith, God delivered them. God saved them. Not only that, their stand introduced the king to the one true God of heaven. They saw their integrity. 
He saw this integrity unleashed in their lives. And in fact, it inspired the king. And he honored their God and them as well. Through your unwavering compromise, my brother, my sister, others will see the life of faith and see it as a life worth living. When we remain faithful to God in the midst of adversity, we point others to something that's greater than what we are as the sum of our parts. We point them to our God. Amen. Can we just take a moment and praise God? Amen. For his sustaining power in the darkest of situations right now. Lord, I thank you for what you've done and what you're about to do. We praise you and we elevate you in our hearts and minds. Thank you, God, for allowing us to be your witnesses on this earth. You have called us here for this moment for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. Here are the takeaways from this story. When everything is against you, stand for God. When your faith is challenged, refuse to compromise. When it seems like you have no other option, be confident in your God. When you stand firm for the Lord, others will be one to God because of your faith. I want you to know that God will be with us in the fire because we serve the same God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego today. Amen. Whatever comes against us, whatever comes against the church, the battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. The battle belongs to Jesus Christ today. We're called to stand for God no matter what we face in this life. And remember this, God is in control. Amen. Why don't you turn to someone beside you, type it in the chat. God is in control. Praise God. And amen. And doing that, we are turning our lives over to him. We're trusting in God for strength. Amen. In the midst of uncertain times, we're trusting in the Lord for the strength that only he can provide today. God is here to walk with us in the midst of our fiery furnace experiences. The power of his spirit can give us the strength to face whatever it is we are going through right now. In other words, we can be victorious because of who God is and the fact that we belong to him. Amen. Right now, can we find a place of prayer? I'm going to ask that God will speak to us right where you are. Can you just begin to cry out to the Lord? Maybe kneel by your chair. Amen. We'll just go ahead and bow your eyes. Begin to talk to the Lord. Let's find a place of prayer right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for this day. We commit, God, to follow you no matter what's going in on around us today. No matter the trials, no matter the struggles, no matter the tests, Lord, we will not compromise our faith. God, we completely surrender to you right now. Forgive us for following after our own ways, following after the world today. Give us the strength to allow our eyes to be fixed upon you. We desire your will to be accomplished in us right now. Speak life and hope right now into us. Give us a peace, Lord. Give us a strength. Lord, I pray that you will help our faith today. Let it be strong in you so that when the fire of trials may come our way, that we will take a stand for you. Help us now, we pray. Baptize us with the boldest, Lord, in you. We praise you for it and ask it all in Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen, amen, amen. Right where you are, can you just begin to elevate the Lord in your hearts and minds? Amen. If you need something from us, would you let us know right now? We believe that God is with you. God is for you. We're going to take this moment, begin to pray unto the Lord. If you need a Bible study, you need to be baptized today, would you reach out to us? Let us know because I know God has a plan for your life. Let's praise him right now and let's thank him for all that he's about to do in Jesus' name.